Welcome once again to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. Okay, everybody, thank you again for joining us on our virtual Office 101 event. This is going to be something every doctor, every uh, scheduling coordinator, every TC is going to want to listen to because, and hopefully you want to listen to the whole entire thing, but this one here is so important. Matter of fact, as I was putting this thing together, I uh, was talking to other some of the other guests that have uh, will be on or already have been on, and I mentioned this specific aspect about virtual appointments. I'm not talking about virtual consults. We're talking about virtual appointments and how to master them and how to change your schedule around so it works better in your workflow. And this has been really cool. So I have Dr. Michelle Neal on, who is a rock star in her own right, right? Hi, Michelle. Well, I don't, I don't know about that, but thank you. Come on now, we're going to do some karaoke in a minute, so it's going to be good. Yeah, I do like karaoke. <laughs> awesome, that's good enough. So why I wanted to have you on this event, and for everybody watching, you know, obviously the, the, the change that's happened in the last two to three weeks in this industry, in every industry, is fascinating. And there will be a time uh, from now on where we all talk about pre-COVID, and post-COVID. It's kind of like, you know, I, I, I made a joke a couple of weeks ago, and I believe it's true. We had the AD, we had the BC, and now we're going to have the AC AC after COVID. After COVID, yeah. Right? So it's just going to be an interesting time. And one of the things that is going to be necessary is for people to understand the importance of virtual exams, uh, virtual appointments, I should say, and, and how to categorize what I should do where and what type of appointments. I've been kind of touting this for probably the last two years saying, so why are you seeing a retainer check in your office, wasting that, that, that time and money when you can do that on a Saturday for two hours over, uh, over the computer or any other time, right? So there's uh, so many different ways to do it. But what I love is that you immediately pivoted uh, into this space and you've been rocking it. It's been really, really great. What I want to do first is just give people a big introduction, a little introduction onto who you are, well, why you got involved in this space and how you had the aha moment to pivot as quickly as you did. Um, well, I'm Michelle Neal and I'm from Louisiana. I came up to Seattle uh, 20 years ago and started my practice and um from a standpoint of where we are in my practice, I have always tried to run extremely efficiently because I have always wanted to only work 10 days a week. Mm. I mean, I'm sorry, 10 days a month. Um, and of course, when I purchased the practice, that wasn't possible because he was already running a four day a week practice, but he was very old school and did most things himself. Um, but we quickly turned that around to where I saw patients two and a half days a week. And I was doing Invisalign at that time, but obviously not to the extent that I'm doing it now, because uh, it started in basically 99, which is when I graduated. Um, from the standpoint of the virtual appointments, um, we started trying to do virtual consults for basically a weed patients out uh, that were just price shopping about six months ago. Um, wow. Knowing a need for that and that, you know, it seemed like more people were price shopping and that sort of thing. I, I'm not going to be the last, 
the least expensive in the area. I don't want to be, um, and I really would rather people that are shopping for that to not be in the office. Um, so we started doing that about six months ago, and you know we've gotten some starts from that, which is great. Um, but we also started doing virtual appointments for our college students over FaceTime and that sort of thing, probably over the last year to year and a half. So um, smart. So that was in my head, um, but I don't think I was necessarily doing it the best way. It kind of broke up the day. It, the staff wasn't that involved. You know, a patient would call and we'd try and call them back and over my phone, which isn't the ideal way to do this in the middle of a busy patient day. Right. As everyone knows, we're getting pulled a million different places. Sure. Um, and that's really not something that you want to be trying to figure out how to get on FaceTime during the appointment day. So yeah. when this all happened, and basically we were mandated to not see any patients, um, not due to the spread of the virus, that's one part, but basically due to the lack of PPE in the area, I knew that we, I did not want to come back two months later and have all of this backlog of patients. That would be a nightmare for me. That would be a nightmare for my staff. And that's kind of a nightmare for the patients too. They can't yeah. get, no one's going to want to miss school. No one's going to, well, assuming they have school, no one's going to uh, want to miss work at that time because hopefully people are going to be getting back to work. Yep. Um, and so I want, really want to make this great for my patients. I want the patients to feel like I'm taking care of them. I want to be able to tag the appointments that are absolutely needed when we come back in six to eight weeks versus the appointment that can be put off for 12 weeks or 16 weeks or 20 weeks. Um, and that was basically my goal and also to keep my staff busy. That's another Can I just tell you that for me on a personal level, uh, what I love about that is, so I was on a phone call with my dad last Saturday. My dad is 73 years old. He lives in California. And we we're talking about this. And he says, uh, I was telling him how I'm trying to be a voice of, of calm and a voice of productivity and, and forward thinking during all this. And he said, and he hasn't, he knows what I do, but he's not super involved with it, obviously. He goes, do you know, you know, what was really frustrating is, of course, I had all of my doctor's appointments too. And all my doctors called me and canceled all my appointments. And my dentist, who I was supposed to go and see, he canceled my appointment. And I said, well, do you want to reschedule? And they said, no, 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 just call us back when, when this is all over. And he's like, well, first of all, I'm not going to remember. I'm 73 years old. I'm not going to remember you. Sure. Second of all, don't you want me anticipating coming into your office at the end of all of this? He said, even if you have to call me back because it's been pushed back again, or we have to go to another, like, I would rather do that and have some hope of where that is, as opposed to just, oh, you're canceled and you're done. So, Absolutely. so proactive of you, right? And I know there's a lot of different thoughts and ideas around this and the workload and things like that. But I think when it comes to really delivering the best patient service and customer service we possibly can. That was really proactive of you. I also wanted to mention something so people have a bit of context here. Michelle, where is your office? Oh, well, um, it's in Kirkland, Washington, and everybody knows about Kirkland right now. The, um, the facility that had all of the initial deaths, unfortunately, uh, is right down the street. 
Um, and I think we even share the same UPS driver. Wow. So it, it came down very quickly for us. And, um, you know, we haven't had any, I've had, I actually did have one patient that mother was uh, visiting that facility, wasn't in the facility, thank goodness. Um, so I've had one patient that have said that they've had contact with the facility or other patients of known COVID, but that hasn't been much of an issue. Well, the reason why I wanted to point that out is because I can see where a lot of people could be making uh, excuses and reasons why, well, that's just different in my area. It's not gonna work for my patients. Like, well, you're at the epicenter of what could be everyone going like, are you kidding? We're not coming in. We're not talking to you. We're not doing like we're hunkering down. And you saw this and went, okay, well, we got to pivot and create this new opportunity to make our patients still feel like we're their healthcare providers and they want to come in to not overload our system now or in the future. I think that's just really powerful. I, I love it. So yeah. let's talk about what you did and what, what was the first kind of, process you had to go through to break it down to make this all flow? So the first process was to change our schedule and which I'm, we're constantly changing our templates. Uh, we had a dolphin trainer come in about a month ago. Our dolphin is our, um, is our management software and yeah. uh, we just changed our, our template. So now we're changing our template again. <laughs> So if you want to look at our new template, let me share the screen. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm share the screen. Um, I am going to share screen one. Can you see me? No, share. Okay. And then I'm also going to get Dolphin up. Okay. So can you see that screen yet? Yep. We can see it. Looks good. You can see it. So yep. obviously this is next week. This is Tuesday and I'm starting at 830 and I'm ending at three. And each one of those is a 15 minute VC, which is a, vo a virtual consult. I'm not distinguishing right now between a virtual appointment and a virtual consult. I wish these were all new patients, but they are not. <laughs> That's a really good point is that you're looking at going, okay, it's a virtual consult. It might not be a new patient exam consult, but it's a virtual consult because- No, if you look on the next page, the way I distinct, oh, sorry, that's last week. Um, the yellows are new patients. Okay. So that's how I'm going to distinguish whether it's a new patient or an, a, a patient that's in treatment. Nice. Okay. Um, now we may refine this later. Of course, but um, but as of right now, this is how I mean. Literally, we this is a week that we've been doing this. So, last week we had two days worth of virtual appointments at around twenty three to twenty four patients a day, and um, as you can see, next week is full too. So, is that you on the? Are you using like Skype or Zoom or what are you using? Currently, I'm using GoToMeeting. GoToMeeting. Okay, cool. Basically the same as Zoom. Yep. We're not um, sponsored by anybody, so it's fine. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and so it's and you on the call, or is it your team members? Me. My staff is not on the call at all. It just seems, and that will probably change once we 
integrate it into our everyday uh, typical appointments. Um, once these are all filled with regular patients, we will still keep this virtual, I don't know if you can see it, but this is a yeah. virtual, it says it's a yeah. virtual chair. Yep. So this is my treatment corner chair. This is my virtual chair. This is my OBS chair. And then I've got a private op, which may be used for aerosol producing procedures in the future. Um, <laughs> and these four chairs are for regular adjustments. So, well, so what I think is really powerful and smart about it being all you right now is number one, you're being the face of calm to everybody being like, yep, I'm still taking care of you. And as you said, I'm assuming that that can evolve the more patients we're able to see, the more opportunities like if we do, are we, if we, when we do get to the place of being able to have a patients actually physically in the office, that, that can evolve to a team member doing this. Yes, and I'll, I'll have a team member. I still think that I will do the majority, at mm -hmm. least part of the virtual consult, but the team member will be able to set it up, ask all the questions, know whether rubber bands need to be mailed or picked up or whatnot um and deal with that that way i will show you basically what we're doing at this point so that was my schedule so this is a patient um so right now what we're doing is they are going on my website and they're creating a smile snap it says small assessment on my website um okay so see where it says online smile assessment yep i can see that there yep they are going into the smile assessment and they will then get their smile started. Um, formerly, this is for, like I said, our new patient consultations. And um, it'll say here, current or new patient. You can see that there. This is brand spanking new. They added this for us. Wow. Um, and then we start our online consultation. And I've been back and forth with uh, Greg from SmileSnap, who has been awesome. And he's tweaking it as I see that there are issues. Um, and that's working really well um, for now. So then I can go onto my SmileSnap portal. And this is where this is. And I can see the patient's pictures. I can, well, that's really big, but I can zoom onto, I think he's posturing forward there because he's in class two elastics. Um, and I can go through their pictures, which are not ideal, but then I can compare them. So this is what this patient has to say. He's a number six out of 35. He's wearing his rubber bands, nothing loose or broken. He's asking, when can we pick up more rubber bands from the office? So when I am on the call, I am going to then go to this list, which is our COVID list. And this is on a Meister task. Okay, so we've, we've made a task on MeisterTask. Some people use Slack, some people use MeisterTask. And now I will type any instructions that I need for my staff. So I'm gonna say um, needs elastics and I'm gonna tell them what type of elastics place on door or mailed and I will distinguish between those two. Um, patient will pick up today or they will be here in 30 minutes and I have one staff member here while I am doing this and this is how she is getting her what she needs to be doing it may say please order warranty of aligner number 30 or it say it may say um, please 
order an attachment template of number four if they have attachments off or something of that nature. I love that you're giving the option also just to mail them out to people. Yeah. Um, what a great way of like, hey, if you can't make it all the way down here, I know we have some offices who have people who live 30, 40, 50 minutes away. So it gives them the opportunity to just mail it to them and they can wait long enough to have it mailed to them. Right. So yeah, so this is, so once I put it here and I assign it to a teammate, the teammate will then move it into in progress and then complete it. Right. So everybody's on the same page. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So now you've got that process of how to schedule them, how to use smile, snap, have this and whatever the, the software you're going to be using doing uh, to do that but you're still getting at least progress. It's making the patient feel like you're actually connected with them. It's giving that appointment through. By the way, obviously every office is different. There's some generalities to it too, but how long would this normally take you when they come into your office? You know, that's interesting. Um, from a perspective right now, chair side perspective, um, I think it's taking me personally more time uh, because I'm scheduling 15 minutes. I'm also doing all the charting. I'm putting the next appointment in. Um, so I'm doing all the charting and I'm putting when the next appointment is and I'm doing the Meister task. So it's taking me 10 to, I would say 12 minutes to complete each patient. Right. Um, but in, you know, and my staff does the majority of this when I'm in the office, I'm usually at the, at the chair for about a minute to two. Right. An Invisalign patient. Um, well, I think that's what I was getting at is that if you had a patient coming into the office, not necessarily how much work you have to do, but that patient coming to the office normally is normally scheduled for how long of an appointment time? Um, actually, so they would be scheduled for a 20 minute Invisalign appointment typically. Okay. Uh, 30 it's, minute if they have IPR and uh, or attachments off, but we're going to be changing that because I had to actually move from a 10 minute increment to a 15 minute increment or a five minute increment to get more patients in for my virtual appointments. So I'll be changing some of those um, now as we speak to make them probably 15 to 20 minutes appointments. On the virtual appointments. Virtual and our regular appointments, because I think 20 minutes is too long for a typical Invisalign appointment. I think 15 is probably fine. Got it. And I wanted to show you, this is our GoToMeeting hub, uh -huh. similar to a Zoom hub or any other hub, but yep. we're, so for today, I did a test meeting. So I'll start the meeting, and then once I'm done with the meeting, this is how my staff does it. They, they do this for a patient. Um, they put in the name so I know who the patient is. Mm -hmm. Um, they copy the invitation and they, then they either email the invitation or text the invitation via weave. Uh -huh. um, we use weave. Um, but then when I'm done, I just delete it. So that's another thing I wanted to discuss because this does not always go incredibly smoothly. It's really interesting. The first day I did this, every single patient showed up. And every single patient was able to get onto my uh, go-to meeting without a hitch. The second day, and I was like, wow, people are so... You're like, this is awesome. This is going to be the awesome. best. <laughs> and then the next day, um, I would say probably 40% of my patients had a little bit of a hiccup with 
the GoTo meeting, but what I did is I have Weave, which also has text messaging, and my staff can um, call from my phone line uh, via Weave at home on their cell phones, which is awesome. So it's not using my staff's cell phone number or their yeah. phone number. Um, but I can also see all of the Weave text messages that are coming up. And I can, without involving my front staff, I can be texting the patient, hey, are you guys ready for your virtual appointment? And I, if they're say, yeah, we're trying to get on now. And if I, you know, a minute goes by and they're not on, I say, hey, let's just do this via text or call. Which one would you rather? And so then at that point, they say, you know what, this is too hard. Let me just call. Can you just call me? And then I'll call them because I'm at my office and I can just pick up the phone. And, um, and it works just as well because I have the photos from, uh, from SmileSnap. If sure. I didn't have those photos, it would be much more difficult. Sure, absolutely. Because you can see what's going on because they've taken those photos for you. And it's such right. an easy process to go through. Like you said, they're not the most ideal. Uh, there'll be an a, evolution of it too. I know that there have been trainings of people who are doing like, all right, how do you, you know, put the spoons in your mouth so you can actually get a better, uh, better uh, width of the, the smile and you can see that better. Like there's a lot of opportunity there for that. And you're also using dental monitoring. I am. I'm trying to get it up so you guys can see. I'm not sure why it can't be reached, but let me see if I can get dental monitoring up. Um, yeah, so the pictures with dental monitoring come out much nicer. Um, so do you have a uh, desire for um, or a plan to, when this is evolving to have team members be doing more of this? So again, you can do your like one minute look at and go or what's the plan? Because once you start seeing patients, you're not going to spend all day long doing this. Right. So, okay, let me see if I can find a patient that doesn't have their name up. I don't want to right. show a patient. I can maybe... Okay, I'll mask their name. Let's see if I can do that. Okay, so these are the pictures of dental monitoring, and um, it's it's awesome. I mean, the the software is incredible. You're seeing them with their aligners. You're seeing them without their aligners. They're telling you like this is a no go patient. Meaning, see this red dot here. Yep. Mm -hmm. This is a no go patient, and these aligners fit. There, it's almost too, too particular. Um, and I'm, I, I'm using this for some patients. Now, I do like it. I do feel like most people are not going to want an extra expense right now. And I kind of feel that way as well. I have been charging my patients for dental monitoring and I, I combine that with Vpro. Um, so... I think that we're gonna see a lot of other uh, companies coming out with a dental monitoring type of software and able to take pictures as similar to dental monitoring um, that are this good of quality. I mean, it, it's amazing. I, I, I can't imagine the, um, the development that went into this. Well, we're gonna actually, uh, part of our uh, whole uh, event today is we're actually going to be talking to some of the dental monitoring people and yeah. they're going to talk about the AI that's being built into it and you know how smart it really is so I love that you know the you're also seeing the benefit of that as well yeah I think that's just the evolution of the practice I've been talking about the evolution of the practice now for a long time and this is just a part of it and 
it just makes sense. And what you're doing there with your patients and being able to show, no, we can still see our appointments. Right now, are you, you're, uh, it's, what is today? Today is Friday. Okay. <laughs> it's been one of those weeks. Yeah. Uh, and so you're still seeing that two, uh, two days a week and you're been pretty full the whole time taking care of your patients. For sure. The whole and, time taking care of patients. And I did want to put this up there. I'm going to show you what I'm, so this is another one of our Meister tasks. I've got a ver so as I'm going through this, I'm, this is for the future. These are the things that I think we can probably do virtual appointments for in the future. For oh, change, nice. Not final, not for um, yep. SCP. And actually, I'm going to probably change this. I've already decided I am going to do a final consultation where I do a PowerPoint um, for a patient through our imaging software. I mean, why do they need to come in for that? Right. I mean, when, when, a, when a, and even the final, because currently on the final retainer check, um, unless they need a cone beam or another x-ray to evaluate their wisdom teeth, they don't need to come in. I can do my referrals from that. I, so in the matter of two days, I've changed my idea on this. Um, all the Invisalign 2s, obviously the uh, Invisalign 3s, if I need to remove attachment or take a scan or do IPR, um, I, they, I need them to come in, but I will change the way that I do that now. I'll do more IPR up front, maybe even before I do the scan and um, all of that. Well, one of the things we talked about on an early interview was the idea of you will have a time where um, you aren't even having to deal with a lot of that either because you're going to be able to have trained people who can go in and look at it, whether that be a TC who's going to be able to see, okay, where are they? What's the next? Yes, we do need you to come in. Nope, don't worry about it. Just go to the next liners or using dental monitoring, using uh, virtual uh, uh, TCs, using even um, team members who are trained enough to be able to answer those basic questions for you so you don't have to be the person doing that. I sure. believe that's what's going to be happening for sure. Just like you saw things change in two days, right. what else is going to change in the next two months, two years? Right. And I think that that's true. I mean, my, I have a highly trained team. I do think it's important to always have the orthodontist involved and make sure that we're the ones doing the treatment. But already my staff is going in through every day and they're, they're ordering the aligners that need to be ordered, um, meaning warranty aligners or attachment templates or anything of that nature before I even call the patient. So then when I call the patient, it's clearly marked in the, so for instance, this patient. So we'll look at this patient. She was a start, actually. She was supposed to be getting her attachment template. So my staff went in and she, before I even had the appointment, they went in and they sent aligners one through four to the patient because of the COVID virus, if you can see this. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they ordered the template for number four, the, meaning the attachment template for the number four aligner. So then we're gonna do the delivery of the refinement, I mean, not refinement, the, the attachments in eight weeks. So we're having this particular patient wear their um, trays for two weeks each because we know we're not going to be in the office until the middle of May. Um, and then she will be one of the first ones called, right? So 
I knew when I satisfied her appointment, was it yesterday or two, two days ago, that those were delivered. I reviewed instructions. Um, I told her to wear them two weeks each. I got the Invisalign app to the patient um, and she was already able to wear her aligners. Now she's gonna also need care. We're do, doing a carrier on her. So, um, so she'll need a little bit more time for the next appointment, but this is the other big huge benefit. If we're mailing out these aligners and a patient has already had, knows how to wear them, when they come in to get their attachments on, they, it cuts part of our, our staff's time. Sure. And our chair time. Because yeah. we're not having to go through yep. having to wear the aligners. And, yeah, absolutely. And my staff member absolutely can do this virtual exam because yep. they can go over brushing. They can go over many different things. So then there's a comfort level now when they come into the office that they know how to wear their liners, they know how to clean them, they're not super overwhelmed by yep. a new carrier and rubber bands and learning how to wear their liners and learning to brush them and blah, blah, blah. There's a comfort level now and our times will be decreased for our uh, start appointments now. I, I totally agree. I think it's uh, not only is it smart business-wise, but I think it's an incredibly uh, valuable service you're giving to the patients and to the um, to their parents. So one of the things that I talk about often is the idea that uh, let's just take Uber for example. Uber is successful not because they're a new way to ride in a taxi. They're successful because they they allow you to manage your own time and what you're willing to pay for for that time. Yeah. And what you're doing now is you're creating an Uber service for your patients. And nobody sits around going like, but I really miss the yellow taxi. They're like, no, this is great. This is what I want. And they're getting, they're feeling like they're getting better service. I think you are going to be, and anybody who adopts this model or is, is wise enough to quickly adopt this model is going to be giving even better service to your patients when you don't actually have them coming in the office as much. At least they're going to feel that you're giving them better. And that's the reason why I wanted to have you on is because number one, the, 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 the speed of which you adapted was remarkable. And I think there's a lot of people who are sitting there going like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? What, what should we do? And you took something you were already doing with the checks with your college students who moved away and went, okay, how do we transition this? How do we position this? And within, I mean, how much time did you have downtime? Did you have any downtime at all? No, I don't think so. Let me see. I can see. <laughs> I mean, even if it was a week's downtime compared to what everyone else was doing. No, or I didn't I'm, have any downtime. No downtime. Yeah. So I, I can't remember. It's, it, it seems like it was, I was telling my husband this on our walk. I, I, we went from like feeling like time was going super quickly to like, oh my gosh, is it not even April yet? I know. Uh, I, I was on a team call this morning and uh, my uh, my team, my vice president of sales and marketing, she's like, I swear this last week has been like the last week of pregnancy. It's forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe we did that. Okay. So my, this was the last day we saw patients the 11th. We saw patients the 12th. Um, the 17th. I don't, I think that that's when it all happened. And then by the 19th, no, we saw patients then. No, these are virtual consults. Yeah. 19th, we started seeing our virtual consults. And then 
then we were game on the 24th. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, so this was kind of a wash. We saw some people, but not, yeah. So what have you heard, Michelle, when you're talking to your other colleagues? I mean, there are plenty of people on listening to this right now. What have you heard from your other colleagues about their concerns about going to, to doing this type of a model, pushing uh, more towards in, in the sense of where we are, like you can't do a lot anyway, so why not do this? What have been any of the pushbacks or concerns have you heard? Um, from, so the biggest pushback, uh, you know, everybody does things differently. Um, sure. I, interestingly enough, um, for the state of Washington, I'm the legislative chair that has been kind of fighting um, DIY aligner treatment mm-hmm. um, with through the Washington State uh, Society of Orthodontics. But that doesn't equate to teledentistry. It's two totally different things because yes. this is by far doctor-driven. Yes. So I don't even think you can look at those two and compare them. Um, So as an advocate for doctor-driven care, this is not going the opposite way. Virtual care and DIY aligner treatment are two totally different things. Yeah. If you're doing it right, it does take as much of your time as seeing a patient in a chair. It's just more flexible time. More flexible time. I like that. If you're if you're if you're doing it right in your office, you're seeing a patient for a minute or two. Mm -hmm. You're using your auxiliaries the way that they're supposed to. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to be any different with this treatment. Um, Now, with that being said, it it can speed up the dental monitoring app particularly can speed up the treatment by telling the patient whether or not they can go into their aligners faster. So for me, for dental monitoring we're using it as more of a making treatment more efficient and faster mm-hmm. more so than lack of oversight. Sure. Um, no, I think that's great. Um, and that's why we pair it with our, with our accelerator with V pro. And I know that some people don't believe that that works too. Um, but, and it may not work on a cellular level, but I do think it helps the aligners the teeth seed into the aligners. At least that's what I see in my practice. Well, and I think that a lot of people are going to have to start rethinking a lot of the the opinions they had before um, because of necessity, what uh, what's going on and the abilities we have to uh, connect with our patients and how we can deliver the service the best way possible. I also think that one of the things I love about what you've done and what you've shown here with your scheduling and how you put that together is there's going to be a need after all of this is over. Hopefully, there's going to be some sort of uh, a, some sort of rush at one point, but also on the other side of it, just a need to spread out how you can actually see your patients. I personally believe that. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know if I believe it. I wouldn't be surprised if when they do give everybody the green light, that they say, "Okay, yeah, you can open your doors, but here's the deal: based upon square footage and chairs that you have, you're only going to be able to see a certain amount of people." So let's just say you can only see three people an hour. Like that's it. You're only allowed to have three people in your three new patients in your office per hour. Right. How are you going to serve all the people that you have? The only way you can do that is say, okay, well, 
who do I not need to actually have come into the office and do virtually? So maybe I got to open up on a Saturday morning or a Friday morning to be able to go and, and sit and do what you're doing here. That's why this is so necessary. Sorry. That's why this is so necessary. I think that is true. I also think that the amount of money that we are going to have to pay if they change what we need to do for PPE. Yes. Is huge. Yep. Yep. I mean, I really hope that the powers that be are looking scientifically at this versus just in paranoia and panic um, when they start making these decisions. And I will be doing that through the board as well. Let, let's say let's say a quick word about that too. Look, I, I hope it doesn't need to be really said, um, but probably does. This is a time where if you have been teetering or haven't been thinking that your advocacy for what you do in this industry uh, with your legislators, with your um, with your boards, that you've been sitting back and kind of just hoping they all make the good decisions and you'll just ride that wave. You need to be more vocal now more than ever yes. you need to be the people who are reaching out and talking to people like michelle if you're in washington you need to be talking to people michelle tell your stories let them know how you support them this is the time to jump on that and i'm not even an orthodontist and i'm sitting there going this is crazy like there's stuff that was coming through last week where people were worried that the orthodontist and dentistry wasn't going to be a part of uh, the bills and things like that we got to advocate we must be our our own personal advocates yeah, and I will say a plug for the AAO. I know a lot of people in the last year to two to three to four, however long, have been really saying our society isn't doing enough. Well, I will tell you that once I got on the board, the Washington State Board, I sent an email and all of a sudden it was like, oh my gosh, their lawyers are available to me? This is crazy. Like, wow. It, they, they were super involved and they've been coming to our meetings for the board and, and because I can't argue against the board's lawyers. Right. I can, I don't know how to do that. I know how to speak dentistry, but right. I don't know how to speak legalese. Um, so I think that the AAO, obviously they have a lot of balls in the air right now and they're fighting. Um, they got a lobbyist for us. And, you know, they, wow. they're doing, I think they're doing a good job. I think it's, I think it's easy to sit back and not be in, involved personally and say, yep. what are we doing? Cause that's what I was. I was that person. I was that person that started calling the WSSO saying, what are you guys doing? Because how are these, how is small direct club or whoever operating without a dentist, dentist there? And they said, well, you know, Michelle, you're so passionate about this. Why don't you come and join us on the <laughs> We board? have an idea. And what am I going to say to that? Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't say, well, I want you to do it. I don't want to do it. Right. Yeah. No, totally. I totally understand. And I think there are people um, who are taking that stance for a while. And I think right now it's not that time. No. Just like, and, and just to, to bring it back, I mean, just like there are people who were looking on the outside for quite a bit going like, yeah, I, I get, maybe we'll be going towards a virtual type situation. Now it's not a matter of, of, of if it's going to happen, it's when are you going to make that decision right now? Because it's the only way you're going to, I think, keep in business, uh, the new world of business, the, the I after. Think so. I think there will always be a place for the, 
the air the the people that want to do braces only and not sure. do airliner treatment and and that's fine absolutely that's comfort level yeah. obviously virtual appointments are much more difficult although i did do some and I, I i forgot to show you that i wanted to show you what i did virtually for let's make sure we do that then yeah. for that for a, a um brace case um but and and that's fine and that's fine but it you know i think that we have to be careful as a group of uh individuals to be okay with however you want to do it as long as you're doing it to the standard of care mm -hmm. and as long as you are doing it with um, your um, companions and your your the other doctors that you're associated with in mind and all being nice yeah to no I agree I mean and supportive of each other yes you know you just brought up a, a good point that um, I think is going to be part of the evolution um, as you're pulling up the thing for the braces uh, case there. One of the things to think about is when we are talking, let's go to the emergencies, right? I mean, that's all we're allowed to see right now. But of course, everybody thinks their problem is an emergency, even if it's not. And so this might be something to incorporate whoever's listening. It might be an opportunity for you if you feel yourself overwhelmed with these is the virtual appointment for an emergency to determine if it actually is an emergency. So right. for those, those, you know, 80% of phone calls that you get of somebody saying, no, I have an emergency to be able to have somebody pop up on a screen, have them pop up on either their phone or a screen and say, well, show me what the problem is and have somebody who's educated enough to determine if it truly is something they need to come in for or not and give them the resolution to how to deal with that. That's virtual consulting. That's virtual appointments. Right. That's right. So it's just stuff that's going to be needed, uh, definitely for the future. I could see a time where we def where we start having um, our directors of first impressions or our um, our, our phone uh, consultations or our what are they called assist not assistants even assistants having a an assigned assistant to be on a virtual consult where their job every day is just to sit there and just answer the phone calls. Oh, it's an emergency. Okay, let's go to that and reach out to them first before we ever bring them into the office. Matter of fact, it probably will be necessary for the screening challenges. Well, we're already doing up. that through Weave because our patients can send texts of their pick. And I had yes. three of those today. Yep. That's awesome. So, and you know, I, and I can walk them through even via text. Well, I hope I can find this patient. Um, even via text, um, what they can do. Oh, here she is. What they can do with it. Yep. Yeah, what they Absolutely. can do with it and, yep. and prevent. Okay. So this is a great, so this is a patient. We were checking to see if she could be debonded. Um, obviously this, the right incisor is longer than the left. And if I look at my notes, I detailed the upper left one last time I did lingual root work. Um, so this is a great opportunity that if we were seeing this patient before, the options are to either schedule a debond or another another adjustment, right? Right. If it's a debond, if I if I if she had if my wire bending was maybe a little bit better, <laughs> and uh, it was you could still see the torque is not done on that too. So I know that she can't be debonded next time. But if this torque did 
work out, then I could have saved an, a another appointment and said, you know what, it looks great. That's the only tooth I moved last time. Let's schedule you for a D-bond. Well, that saves a 30 to 40 minute appointment right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Right? Yeah, love it. So there's ways to do this even in a brace case. Yep. Absolutely. I totally agree. Well, I think that's just great information and thank you so much for sharing. And, uh, you know, I appreciate that your passion for it. And even when you reached out to me to say, I've been doing this, like doctors shouldn't be shutting their doors right now because they can still serve their patients. And I think that's such a valuable lesson for all of us to remember. Yep. And panic. Uh, I, I have the saying, and I don't say this to insult anybody, but I use this all the time that the higher the emotion, the lower the IQ. And so, we get into the state of panic, which all of us were in. I get it. We were all in the same basket at two weeks ago, a week ago. But some people's immediate idea was like, nope, shut the doors. We're done. I, I'm just going to call and cancel all my patients. I'm going to call and just tell them I'll let them know when we're back. And I'll only see those emergency patients. I get it. But out of how many patients you say last week, you saw over 50. Yep. Over 50 patients you were able to see that you were to take care of, give them great value and great service. And not a single one of them had to leave their home, come into your office, but you were able to give them that service. And they still look at you now as the doctor. I've also said this thing uh, about, you know, I know some docs are worried about eventual patients maybe thinking, hmm, maybe we should stop making our payment on our braces right now because we're not seeing our doctor. And what if that goes two or three months and they want to cancel that payment? But I think the antidote to that is when they see you on a continual basis, when they know you're still giving care, then they're still gonna be, oh, okay, you're giving me care, you can value, whether that be through social media posts, whether that be through personal contact, but definitely through virtual appointments. So you're killing it, I love it. Thank you, thank you, we're trying. My staff has been working, I mean, I, I my staff has been cut to 20 hours for full time, uh -huh. And I, I almost don't think it's enough mm, because they've wow. been working their tail off. They've been working their tail off, but they've been work. They, they're awesome. They've been super organized. Uh, I can't, I could not do this without them. Wow. Well, that's awesome. And I think that's true for everybody to know that they you know how important your, your team members are. So thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for being a part of this, uh, this whole segment and this whole show. I think, our whole goal here is to add as much value as possible to people to help them really feel like they're not alone. There are ways that we can figure this out. One thing that is for sure gonna come through this entire experience is the innovation that's gonna come and the transition and evolution is gonna happen through our practices. We're gonna be able to serve our patients better. We're gonna be better business owners, better practitioners because of this. So thank you for being a great example of that. Thanks, Dina, appreciate it. Thank you for putting us on, that's awesome view. Thanks so much again for listening to the ProPreneur Podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.